Well, we need $75,000 for an animal catching truck. <laughs> <laughs> that I'm going to have to build myself. No, fuck that. We're going to we're going to buy uh, Alex Jones's fucking uh, Oh yeah, his tank his or tank. his uh, MRAP. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Put it to good use. <laughs> that with a butterfly net, we should be golden. We went down the rivers, we crossed the plains, over the mountains, we fought in streams. We went west. We trapped And the USA. USA. All right, anyway. Oh, uh, welcome back to How the West is Fucked. How the West was fucked. So, as per usual, we're going to do a thing kind of holiday related, even though none of this shit actually happens on a real time frame. What fucking holiday are we doing? Uh, well, since it's uh, November. Thanksgiving? Yeah, we're going to do Thanksgiving. Of a sort. Not really, but we well, just decide. I mean, part of it happens around that time period. Mm-hmm. Tony, what do you know Keep about turkeys? No. No? Keep it guessing. Mashed potatoes? Nope. Uh, Green bean casserole? Is it, this about green bean casserole? It's about long pork. <sighs> oh. <laughs> One of the most famous dinners <laughs> around. Uh, so fucking sweet. So, I might have to go get drugs halfway through. So, one. Tony, what do you know about the Donner Party? Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I know everybody makes a big deal about the whole ca- cannibalism aspect, but we're going to try to get beyond. Well, it's not, there's no really getting beyond it, but we're going to get around it, over it, through it. So Cool. Yeah. Just like they did that pass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well... Not quite. Eventually, some of them. I, I do know a little bit about this. Okay. I have. So let's elucidate us. Hmm? If, if you do it well enough, we can just make this a 15 minute episode <laughs> and just be done. Well, I'll try to do it in five. Okay. Uh, I know they were supposed to. They were, I can't remember why they were going west, but they were like going west. Why was everybody going like west? Gold Rush. Very well, at least California, Ish, California or Willamette, in this case, California. But yeah. California. Just where do you think you're going, boy? California. California. California? Yeah, California. California, please. California. 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 Ninja. Uh, so they were sold a bill of goods by some fucking dick shit that told them to go take this pass. It's yeah. really good and stuff, and it's totally not yeah. good. And stuff. I think it's also like, take this pass, it's really good. By the way, I've never been on it. Yeah, 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 totally. Uh, <laughs> Uh, and then shit wasn't good, really good, and then it got really cold, and then they slowly had to watch you, their family members eat other. Well, they, I think they were like, "Oh, we're not going to eat my own family member, but you can eat them." <laughs> Something to that effect. Sorry, I smoked a lot of pot last Something night. Something like, that. <laughs> "I'm not going to eat my own family member, but you can eat them." That's a very, very good hosting, you know. Like. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be rude. Yeah, yeah. You go and, ahead. And well, then they, then they made it out, and that's it. Yep. That's, Part, parts that, of them did. That's the abridged version. <laughs> so, Will, let's uh, start at the beginning with the Comic Sans. And lovely NPR voice. Yes, Man, now he's he, doing it himself. Yeah, I don't have to do it anymore. There go. Perfect. Uh, it wasn't until the 1870s until the full story came out, though. 
But in 1842, the country was in a depression. Imagine that. <laughs> but books heralded uh, California as the place you ought to be. Books written by mostly people who had never been to California. Mm-hmm. The book was called The Immigrant's Guide to Cal- uh, Oregon and California. And it was just the lyrics to uh, fucking, what's Be- that song? Beverly O'Billies or something? No, no, uh, 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 fuck, what's the, what's the song? Where the California Love Where the Hensley Golden Dre. Eggs and the fucking- The Big Rock Candy Mountain. Big Rock Candy Mountain, yeah. <laughs> oh, there were so many other ones you could have went with, like Santa Monica from Everclear or like <laughs> fucking any, any song by the Red Hot Chili Peppers or now, the, Be- or the ma- Beach Boys. Now I gotta mash all those up. California Uber Alice. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there we go. Yes, Governor Jerry Brown was still, still, <laughs> still in, in control in, nine, or in 1840. Well, that was his first term. Yeah, well, it's when he was a, uh, he was and his uh, last he, term was like five years ago. He was a, he was a, he was a city councilman at that sure, point. Sure. He was he was the mayor of whatever street, like they what we like <laughs> we did in the uh, mayor of like in, Avenue in, B, in, yeah, yeah, mayor of Avenue B, like Buffalo, Wyoming. was published in Cincinnati yep. in 1845. And the author was Lansford Warren Hastings, who was a tall, dashing figure that dressed in buckskins in his journeys out west in 42 and 43. Like an asshole. He went out there with the goal of sizing up the area for American settlement. He walked 45 minutes, got tired, turned around, went home and took a nap. <laughs> uh, never mind, it was joint occupi- occupation with Oregon, uh, yeah. with Britain. And California belonged to Mexico. Yep. But the book mesmerized many settlers in Illinois and Missouri. Because they didn't want to be there anymore. Yep. And he painted the rosiest picture possible. The rosiest. The rosiest. Where the hen boils, hen boils eggs? Where the no. hen boils their own eggs. <laughs> Where the man boils its own flesh. <laughs> Uh, back in Illinois, a guy named Franklin Graves was struggling. Uh, he was last... the original singer of the Misfits, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like George Bush because he truly embodies what I believe a leader should have. He sold his farm. Uh, his daughter Sarah got married to Jay Fosdick the so same he, So he day. sold his daughter. The same day he recorded the sale at the courthouse, so it's kind of a two-for-one deal. You get yep. married and then you sell your farm. Well, while I'm here, might as well. Yep. They all planned on moving to California. Uh, Lansford Hastings has been uh, talking to John Sutter. Sutter had big plans, too. He had plans to build a fort and start a colony for Swiss immigrants called New Helvetia. Helvetica. 
or something like Helvetica that. Helvetica syndrome. The protons feed electrical information to the core of the molecule, where we find the central atom or queen atom. Were the queen atom to leave the molecule or nest, the effects would be disastrous, as the entire structure would come tumbling down. This is known as the Helvetica scenario. Uh, Hastings helped Sutter plot out a new town called Suttersville in exchange for a large house there. Mm, good mm. deals all around. Like this whole community coming together with a bunch of people that we're going to find out don't know what the fuck they're doing. <laughs> in his book, Hastings described a shortcut to California. Problem was, uh, he'd never taken that shortcut, which ran directly through the Wasatch Mountains into the Great Salt Lake. Which is a beautiful, verdant garden of its own, you know, like just a teeming with, you know, sweet, drinkable water and lush plant life, <laughs> you know, where the indigenous people that chose to live there would mostly subsist off crickets a good part of the year because there was nothing else to eat. Mm-hmm. Hey, make it, life uh, finds a way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, except for Fremont and a few trappers, no one had taken this route. And Fremont uh, was a little better equipped for that stuff. Yeah, certainly they weren't taking wagons laden with all their earthly possessions. Yeah, they were just taking killing implements and uh, bloodthirsty drive for exploration and conquest. Mm-hmm. But the shortcut would cement his reputation as a trailblazer and help his financial interests. So April 12th, 1846, Sarah and her family left their home in Illinois. Yay. Uh, the Graves family initial goal was to get to St. Joseph, Missouri, where they could purchase all their supplies for the trip. It was slow going, uh, the spring was wet and the roads muddy, and there were 13 of them. The Graves, Franklin uh, and Elizabeth drove one wagon, Jay and Sarah another, John Snyder, a young man from Steuben, Ohio, drove another, and asked to travel with him when he heard they were leaving. So that's a good choice. Just a hitchhiker. Uh, May 12th, a party of immigrants bound for California left Independence, Missouri. A party? Uh, a party of immigrants. Yeah. It, wasn't that like almost every day in Independence, Missouri at yeah, that point? Yeah, like, pretty much. Like traffic jams of <laughs> immigrants? Uh, one of its organizers was James Fraser Reed, who was 45 and a businessman from Springfield. Ooh, monorail. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what I say? Monorail. What's it called? Monorail. That's right. Reed was relatively affluent and, according to others, rather full of himself. Ooh. Uh, so he wasn't captain of the group, though he regarded himself as such. Who was the, the uh, exploring expedition explanation or whatever? Oh. <laughs> like, uh, I'm the admiral. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm the colonel of this motherfucking tank. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, no, you're not. Uh, his wife suffered from migraines. and I would, too, if I was married to that motherfucker, <laughs> probably. And hoped California would help. She was actually married in bed. What? What? Because she was, uh, she was, was bedridden? Like yep. so, they they wheeled up a bed. I would assume they in the courthouse. I, I would assume they moved the priest courthouse. <laughs> uh, this is I'm sure some kind of Protestant God fearing folk. There's no courthouse. There's some kind of traveling minister or something. Sure, they had with them uh, their children and stepchildren. His seventy year old mother in law, which is always great to travel across the untamed wilderness with. Mm-hmm. A cook and a personal servant, Ooh. and several teamsters that Reed hired to drive wagons and tend to his livestock. 
So basically, that's a pretty well well funded, well rounded outfit there. Yeah, mm-hmm. on the real. Uh, Reed had gone to lengths to make a comfortable coach for his family with spring seats <gasps> and a fire stove in it, <gasps> and a second story where they place their beds. What? No, that, no, that's where you're wrong. No. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> this is like I've never been around wind. Let's make a 20 foot tall wagon. <laughs> oh my god, two story wagon with a fireplace <laughs> and shit. What could ever go wrong? You know. Oh. Uh, traveling with the Reeds were two brothers, also from Springfield, George and Jacob Donner. George was in his 60s, a prosperous farmer, but hoped to relocate his five daughters to a better place than Illinois. So I'm going to take place. them out of Illinois to California, where the only things there are like pretty much Fremont fighting Mexicans right now and killing natives, right? In the More. next next year. Oh, in the next year. Okay. Yeah. So so right now, there's, <laughs> right now there's nothing but missions and the cattle ranches run by the missions. Well, and, I guess Fremont had, had already been there that the first time. I'm just saying there wasn't like... I know his first trip, he only made it to Wyoming. We got to do one on... Uh, I read the book, but I didn't. The notes don't. Survive. I guess the point is they, they weren't exactly welcoming Americans with open arms at that point. No, these people were just like, "We're going there." Right. It's not like a bunch of like burrito stands and and. Well, it's Walmart's not so much that. Yet. It's almost like um, you know the the thing where like people from another country come in invited into your country and try to settle for a better life. Yeah. <laughs> Only, you know, the opposite way that people bitch about now. Right. Because it's literally Americans invading Mexico. But apparently, a lot of people aren't aware of that because. Well, yeah, because like, like, California was Mexico. Yeah, but I'm saying the people that bitch about Mexicans wanting to come up here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not like this has not been going on forever, and it's been both ways yeah. forever. Yeah. And so climb off your fucking high horse, I guess. What are you doing to that horse? Yeah. Well, it's getting high. It high, dude. It's no, it's high because it's got to have the extra story for the beds. Yep. Or if you if you shoot up heroin by yourself, you got a problem. But if yeah. you do it with a friend, it's fine. Especially with a horse. <laughs> with the horse, they can take a lot of fentanyl before they the fucking horse. expire. Uh, his n- uh, wife was named Tamzine. Tamzine. Mm-hmm. Is you that, got you got the sound that, effect for that on your that, phone? That sounds like fucking Visine that has uh, like a citrus. Aftertaste like tangerine zine or tangzine. I thought it was a, a branch of the evolutionary tree Ch- of like Ch- chimpanzee. Chimpanzee. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she was 44, uh, old, uh, oh, 44 years old. No, she's <laughs> 44 old. She's 44 old. <laughs> That's the uh, small woman with not a pretty face. All right. I'm glad they documented that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jacob Donner was about 56. How'd he look? Uh, he was a slight man and not in robust health. <laughs> what about his face? Yeah. <laughs> Didn't have one. And no the face. Part of the reason for the health problems. <laughs> teamsters along with him, too. So when these people are taken off, James K. Polk declared war on Mexico there. How convenient. Mm-hmm. Oh, a bunch of my citizens want to live in this other country. How can we make it uh, feasible? Let's try to take over that part of the other country. <laughs> Total war and more, baby. On May 16th. Oh, that was when he declared war on Mexico. May 19th, the Donna Reed party crossed the Missouri and Kansas rivers. Then they fell in with a much larger party led by uh, Kentucky Colonel William Russell near a Kaw Indian village known as Fool Chief's Village. Okay. Fool Chief? Fool Fool Chief. Chief. Cool. Out in the middle of the desert in Nevada, Lansford Hastings was also in motion. (laughs) 
like uh, ready to receive a long bomb pass from Russell Wilson or what? <laughs> mm-hmm. He's in motion, crossing the forty, crossing the. He reached a crucial junction in his mission to intercept westbound immigrants and help them out to Suttersville. Oh, I thought he wanted to intercept them. See football. Told yeah. mm-hmm. It's a long pass. Yep. Oh, picked off. <laughs> By chance, he was traveling with famed mountain men James Kleiman. How come I never heard of him? Because he's not as famed as the other famed mountain men we've already discussed. Okay. Yeah. There's different tiers of famed mountain men. <laughs> and then there's also the defamed mountain oh, men. The ones that are defamed are heard about sometimes more often than the fame. But <laughs> yeah. what, you, what you don't want to be is that middle tier where you're like, you know. Medi- the it, mediocre well, mountain men. Yeah, in the credits you're just like mountain man A, mountain man B, yeah, yeah. mountain man C, you know. Uh, he wanted to take his shortcut to see if it had actually worked. Kleiman thought it saved little distance and promised much harder travel. They sat by a campfire and argued about it. No, you're an idiot. No, you're an idiot. In the morning, they argued some more. You're still an idiot. (laughs) But Hastings would not be deterred, and they left the established road and struck out across the desert. Ahead of them lay the salt flats of Utah and almost unexplored canyons of the Wasatch Mountains. I very literally picture the one guy kind of skipping, leading a mule, and the other guy grumbling. (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, the graves are still coming across Missouri. Just aliens. (laughs) Uh, For many emigrants... Oh, graves. Sorry, I heard graves. Oh, St. Joe was the last chance for a doctor, so the rates were as follows. Abscesses open for 50 cents. Uh, Abscesses reclosed for 75 cents. <laughs> for $1, one could receive medical advice or receive an enema. Wait, you can get an abscess open for cheaper than you get advice? Mm-hmm. All right. Or an enema, your choice. <laughs> it's the drink special. <laughs> you here's call a, it Here's a dollar, I need some medical advice. You're start doing Here. that. That'll be my thing on my Tuesday shifts. Yeah, right. All right. You want to, what's the cheapest thing on the menu? Well, yeah, I can give you advice or... Give you an enema. <laughs> I'll take the advice. Yeah. My advice is you need an enema. Give me another dollar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it's cool. I'll use that uh, uh, tequilaño. Oh, yeah, yeah, Because yeah. that's already the suspect. No, wait. Um, no, it's well well tequila. Yeah, it's that well. Day. And a tiny bottle of Modelo. Yeah, Modelo. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, extract a tooth, 50 cents. Put it back in. No. You fuck, fuck off. <laughs> Get away from me. <laughs> Toes or fingers amputated for five dollars hey, each. <laughs> ah, you don't need that. You got a good woodcut and axe, or yeah. getting a gunfight, or arms for ten dollars. What? Oh. Wait, what? Like a new one or? Nah, <laughs> they, it's more like repc. You kind of turn it in. You don't really <laughs> barrel full of arms. <laughs> Legs for twenty. <laughs> Babies delivered for five. Oh, that's a screaming deal. But uh, no two for ones. Twins would be ten dollars. Oh <laughs> shit! That, see, there's the racket. I tell you, that's how they get you. Do you have coupons in the paper? Uh, Probably. Uh, St. Joe was the last chance to buy goods, too. Uh, too much food or supplies would weigh down the oxen. Too little would raise the possibility of hunger and starvation. Mm-hmm. Guidebooks, including Hastings, recommend in certain amounts each adult would need. At least 200 pounds of flour, 150 pounds of bacon, 10 pounds of coffee, 20 pounds of sugar, 10 pounds of salt, there are three types of flour, shorts, midlands, and superfine. So That's the grind? So like mm-hmm. shitty, not as shitty, and dope. <laughs> Got it. Uh, superfine was as close as today's whole wheat flour as others, and but sh- the other was, was just Shorts plums. was probably better for you because it probably had more bran and more cricket parts for protein. So. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> Probably also more like ergot, so you'd be like tripping balls the entire time. Oh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> Superfine was expensive, and most immigrants couldn't afford it. Sugar was sometimes molasses and kegs. Yeah! Or lumpy or gooey, unrefined brown sugar. Fuck yeah. Uh, coffee had to be roasted and crushed. As we've discussed, that was common even up until the 1880s, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, likely their wagons weighed as much as 3,000 pounds, which would take their toll on the oxen. And it would take five to six months to get to California. And also, Will, why do we use oxen instead of mules and stuff like is often seen in TV shows? Because uh, they can pull more, probably. They can pull more for about half the number of animals, for, and they're half the price. Mm-hmm. Like, mules can ostensibly go further. You know, they're a little tougher, but they can't... It's like they don't have the low range, but they can survive longer without water. But they're way the fuck more expensive. And, you know, they can be a little unruly where the oxen are just kind of a big dumb cow. You know, if they, they're not going to, like, stampede off with your shit at a very fast rate. That's All, why they would have, like, 20 mule teams for, right. for the borax and stuff. Well, when they do, yeah, when it's more like an industrial kind of thing where speed is of the essence, then get a mule. But if you're doing the transcontinental, most people use... Oxen. Right, slow and steady. Slow and steady, and once again, the initial investment's way the fuck cheaper. Yeah, and you only need two to pull fucking 3,000 well, pounds. The other thing is to keep the mules kind of going. you got to kind of grain them every once in a while, where cows, I mean, they're not super efficient, but they can just graze grass and be fine. Yeah. You know? Also, if you do end up having to eat some of them, a lot of people would still rather eat the beef than the than the horse flesh, even though, you know, people eat horse flesh. But. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was late May when the Graves left St. Joe, but to all suggestions, even Hastings, said to leave St. Joe no later than the 1st of May. After that, forget about it, yep. and they were already three weeks late. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, Donna Reed party was 100 miles ahead of the Graves. The Donna Reed party? Mm-hmm. And a little south, waiting for the big blue river to calm down so they could cross it. Oh, boy. Whoa, uh, calm they, down river. It's the quickest way to get someone to calm down. They build a log ferry down. to cross it. Uh, May 29th, James Reed's 70-year-old mother-in-law passes away. From, like, TB, right? Uh, Consumption, I thought. Yeah, that I don't have, but... I think she was... Somebody was consumptive. This is, like... This is, the th- like, the closest to the Oregon Trail game that we've ever gotten because to it in abso- my head. Because it, it absolutely... I mean, like you, you, even though they're not going to the Willamette, like it's the trails kind of start. This, well, yeah, it's the same start. I love it. They start out at the fort, and it's like, oh, uh, we suggest that you get this much bacon and this much flour and this mm-hmm. much blah blah. blah. Then we got to fort a fucking river, and then ho- yeah. hopefully your shit works. Oh, grandma well, died. Oregon, Oregon Trail, you fucking leave <laughs> yeah. from Independence, Missouri. Yeah, just like everybody else. Yeah. Now so, these guys get creative though. So all right, mm-hmm. that delays them one more day for a funeral. Uh, May 30th, they complete work on the log ferry. And on May 31st, it took the whole day from dawn till 10 p.m. to get all the wagons across. That night, a fight broke out. Uh, tensions between the California and Oregon-bound immigrants broke out, and knives were pulled, and yeah. then put away. California's better. No, Oregon's better, and you're <laughs> stupid. <laughs> Shampoo is better. Hey, yo. Uh, is better. Nerves are already frayed, and they weren't even out of Kansas yet. Uh, June 2nd, the California-bound people split from the Oregon-bound travelers, going a f- few miles ahead. So they can't even... Yeah. 
Yeah, it's not like they can veer off, like go opposite directions because they're both still heading down the same well-worn, well-beaten kind of Oregon Trail. So, uh, June 17th on the Platte River, the Graves Party had 150 head of cattle run off by the Pawnee. The loss would be kind of catastrophic later on. Yeah, 100, 150 head of cattle is a pretty large amount of beef. Mm-hmm. Two of the men went out to find as many cattle as possible. Uh, they are driving five of them back when they were ambushed by a dozen or more Pawnee that demanded their horses. Uh, they refused. Uh, one man named Edward Trimble was shot full of arrows. No. He fell, uh, and his horse died too. The Pawnee took another man named Harrison as prisoner. Uh, they were in process of stripping him when a rescue team showed up. A rescue team? I guess so. Like another two guys? Probably. <laughs> Technically the smallest rescue team you can have. <laughs> yeah. Bass Reeves with a hand puppet. Yeah. Well, just think of just you know coming across a bunch of people stripping down somebody and it's like, well, what do you plan on doing to them? Well, no, you, you jack off in the bushes while they do it. No. Then, then, you, then no, you go. No, no. Okay. Uh, Trimble left a pregnant wife and four small children. Uh, she wanted to go back. Go ahead. Because she's smart. But the only people going back east were men, and she wouldn't give birth without the help of other women, so she continued west, because a man can't help you. Right. Well, I don't know if I'd trust a man in those days, at least European man, and pretty much any man on the North American continent probably was not as good. I mean, some of the doctors, yeah, but yeah, thinking just like poopy buffalo hunter hands and... Missing a couple digits. A bunch of, whole bunch of turds like, out there. Let's see who's in there. You know, like, <laughs> knock, knock. <Yeah>. Who's there? <laughs> in western Nebraska, trees and shrubs begin to disappear mm. to sagebrush. Oh, I, I was hoping, like, just void by the, mm. like, like the graphics card can't process it at the, <laughs> at the draw distance. It's like, oh, man, the fucking background ain't loading. What <laughs> oh, the fuck? Shit. So firewood became non-existent. So what do you use? Shit. Children. Oh, <laughs> not yet. Buffalo, oh. sh- buffalo dung. Yeah, buffalo shit. Ah, buffalo chips. Mm-hmm. The Duraflame log of the open prairie. <laughs> prairie log. Unfortunately, one one thing that comes with buffalo chips when you're whenever whenever gathering them, at least in parts of the world that have these, uh, should always flip them over with a stick first because the dried ones, uh, the scorpions like to hang out underneath them. Oh, mm-hmm. really? So you don't want to just like reach down and grab them. Just get, just get fucking zapped? Get, and they're not like those kind of, the scorpions up there aren't like fucking barks. You know, it's more of an inconvenience than anything, but still nobody sure. wants that. And especially when you're organ trailing your shit. I mean, a fucking bee looks at you and you die of anaphylactic shock. And then, yeah, yeah. And you're, you know. Whoa, but it was generally the kids, you know, when, you, when you're having a wagon train, you, there's pretty much somebody driving the wagon. Almost everybody else generally will walk along behind it because they suck. I don't know about Richie McRichardson's cool guy spring-loaded oh, du- wagon. Spring-loaded double, double-decker double wagon. Or right, whatever. but 90% of your family is going to walk most of the time if they can because it's fucking uncomfortable and it's extra weight for the animals. Yeah. And plus you're doing little tasks as you go, like the kids are picking up buffalo shit to burn that night. Mm-hmm. You know, they may be walking along with a gunny sack like, oh, let's play a game. You get a pinch of sugar if you get the most buffalo shit. If you have cool parents. Holy <laughs> fuck. I'm having flashbacks to like driving across the country in a motor, a motor home and like 
how fucking lame that was, but <laughs> holy fuck. <laughs> just walk the whole way, picking up shit. Well, on occasion, you can like have fun by poking a rattlesnake with a stick or catching a horny toad. Or, oh, God you know, If you got a slingshot, you can shoot it at the occasional jackrabbit or yeah. find a bleached human skeleton bristling with arrows. <laughs> no, I just remember, I think I told you about it, because uh, yeah. when we went to North Dakota, I had to take a picture in front of the Welcome to North Dakota sign. So people because believe my, you? Because my parents didn't believe North Dakota was a place, because we got so bored on the road that it was like, oh, let's try and see if we can see one of every state uh, license plate. Like, we literally, like, in, like, the Midwest somewhere, we saw no. someone with the fucking like Hawaii. Hawaii plate. We saw a fucking Puerto Rico plate. Uh... Just like every, Alaska, everything. No North Dakota. Yeah. Never saw one in the three weeks we drove to like for, from here to Virginia you know, and back. They, most of them don't leave very often, which is why I'm getting fucking texts from some kind of from the, from the <laughs> right-wing <laughs> Christian nationalist groups. Uh, the Platte River was often slow and stagnant. But they had no choice to drink it and cook with it. <laughs> yeah. Hope you enjoy the shit. It's also got kind of a hellacious approach angle and departure angle, like in a lot of places. It gets pretty pretty high uh, off the banks. I mean, there's the floodplain part, but, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, also throw in some cacti, some uh, prickly pear, and some rattlesnakes for some good good s- measure, s- too. See, that's for the kids, man. Mm-hmm. It's like play, playing jacks. And... This place has everything. <laughs> <laughs> I can throw these at my sister. <laughs> Uh, June 25th, uh, back in Oregon, Oregonians gathered in Oregon City. They heard that from Hastings' uh, book about the cutoff, and they were mad at he was stealing immigrants that were going to Oregon. Ah. So they resolved to send messengers to intercept the immigrants to convince them to go to Oregon and not <laughs> California. That's kind of awesome. I'm picturing the guys that stand by the mattress depot with the little sign, like oh, twirling the sign, twirling around, like Oregon, woo, (laughs) (laughs) wacky waving arm man, yeah, wacky waving inflatable arm flailing tube man, wacky waving inflatable arm flailing tube man, wacky waving inflatable arm flailing tube man. Uh, Hastings by this time was closing in on the immigrants. He and Jim Kleiman labored across the salt flats and made their way up the canyons of the Wasatch. They arrived at Fort Bridger which is in uh, southwestern Wyoming. Okay. Uh, June 7th, only to find it deserted. Shit. Hey, free fort. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there they split up. Uh, Kleiman was sick of Hastings and his supposed cutoff. Uh, Hastings was still determined to Im- intercept people. I like how you get sick of them after crossing the s- s- fucking salt pan. Like, well, I think, isn't that where they, no, I think that was later with the actual wagon train where they thought it was supposed to be like 40 miles and it's actually 80. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, damn. These people don't know what the fuck they're talking about. <laughs> uh, June 27th, Kleiman uh, arrived at Fort Laramie. That was the same day the Donna Reed party arrived. They were a week ahead of the graves. Ooh. Still uh, way too late, but a week ahead of the graves. Kleiman knew James Reed from the Blackhawk War. And both served in the same company with Abe Lincoln. Ooh. Did you say Abe Lincoln? Abe Lincoln can't save you now. <laughs> Did you say Abe Lincoln? Uh, Kleiman and Reed talked. Reed asked about the cutoff. Kleiman was pretty clear. Take the regular wagon track and never leave it, he said. But Reed was unconvinced. <laughs> so Kleiman continued east and Reed went west. Uh, Kleiman also met Franklin Graves in his party and shared his info about the cutoff. That was a bunch of shit. <laughs> uh, July 2nd, the Graves got to Fort Laramie. There was a war party of 2,000 Sioux on their way to fight the Crow. Oh, not just hanging out outside the fort 
waiting to take over the fort because that no. makes shit inconvenient. <laughs> so the 4th of July, the emigrants got drunk and gave the Sioux presents. Awesome. Hey, that's just like we do today. Yep. Mm-hmm. July 5th, the Graves left Fort Laramie. They didn't wait for a large group. They just left with uh, two of their two wagons. Yeah, well, they think they're good because they thought they just paid off all, all the Indians they were likely to encounter. They probably thought, it was like, oh, this must be all of them. If we just give them presents, we'll get through here yeah. completely fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Sioux pass them on the trail. A small group of warriors rode up to Marianne Graves, remarked on her beauty, and asked a buyer. Oh. How much for the women? What? Your women. I, I, I want to buy your women, the little girl. Your daughters, sell them to me. Sell me your children. Mater D. Mater D. Uh, her brother Billy declined, though. Uh, but one warrior grabbed Marianne's bridle to lead her off, and Billy had to level a rifle at him. Well. After a few tense moments, the Sioux let him go. But for the next two weeks, they rode west. Uh, they were mixing in with the Russell Party, now led by Lilburn Boggs, if you remember him. Yeah, why do I know that guy's name? He was the anti-Mormon ex-governor of Missouri. Yeah, oh, that's that right. He was the one who was trying to, who, who was almost assassinated by a was, pepper box. I was yeah. going to say he got pepper boxed in the fucking face. That's fa- right. Pepper boxed in the fate by not face it by uh, not uh, Porter Caldwell. Porter Porter Rockwell. Rockwell. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, by not, by totally not him. Totally not Porter Rockwell. Because if he would have done it, he'd be dead. Yeah. <laughs> Also among the group was Louis Kiesberg, a tall 32-year-old German immigrant. But he was becoming unpopular uh, because he was abusing his petite, pretty wife, Philippine. No. Her name is Philippine? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was she Filipino? No. No. Okay. Uh, some said he was outright wife beater. It's instead of just a standard issue 1800s <laughs> wife beater? Mm-hmm. I was going to say, it's the 1800s. Yeah, I just assumed that was the norm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, grass was getting scarce there. To save the oxen, they had to lighten loads and toss shit out of the wagons. Like your stupid piano. Mm-hmm. The heavier, the better. Extra cookware, yep. furniture. Mother-in-law. Iron tools, hardware, bed frames, tables. Uh, when those were gone, extra clothes, books, and linens. Closer they got to South Pass, the emigrants uh, had to decide on Oregon or California. Many took Kleiman's advice and went to Oregon. Hey. By this time, word spread to the trail of the Mexican-American War. Oh, you're, if you go to California, you're, you're driving into a war. That sounds interesting. I don't want to be bored, so we're going to California. July 11th, the immigrants encountered Wales B. Bonney, a possible murderer from Oregon who was traveling east. Possible murderer? <laughs> <laughs> he uh, also had a letter from Hastings to all possible immigrants to hasten at once to Fort Bridger, where he would guide them to California. Oh, so hurry the fuck up. Uh, the Boggs group split on July 12th. Only 18 wagons would go to California. July 18th, the Donna Reed party reached South Pass. After the pass, the road forked. Uh, Fort Bridger to the left, Oregon to the right. By the next morning, the California-bound people decided to take the Hastings cutoff. To Fort Bridger, right? Yep. Yep. And they elected George Donner as Capitan. How the West was fucked will be right back. Come on down to Liver Eatin' Johnson's Oregon Trail Restaurant for the tastiest cuts of flesh. 
We got cruel liver surprise special every Sunday for $8.99. We got Sioux Hearts for $10.99. We got Cheyenne Pudenda for $11.99. Kids eat free if they're still alive. If not, we'll buy them carcasses. So come on down to Liver Eatin' Johnson's Oregon Trail Restaurant, where we spell Oregon O-R-G-A-N. All right, are we back? Yeah, we're back. We're back. Okay, so we've just uh, taken the the dumb turn to the dumb place. <laughs> Onward to the oh, dumb place. Please. But I'm told it's streets are paved with gold, and also we've established that that fucker is it's it's still abandoned, isn't it? At the moment, uh, for now. Okay. But uh, Sarah Graves and her family crossed South Pass a few days after the Donner Party. They also took the left-hand road to Fort Bridger. They parked company with two other wagons they were traveling with. August 3rd, they arrived at Fort Bridger. Uh, there they learned the Donner Party left on July 31st. Uh, they were hoping to catch up with Hastings, who left days before with some 60 or so California-bound wagons. So they just miss Hastings, too. That's some safety in numbers shit. Mm -hmm. Fort Bridger was run by Jim, of course, and his partner Vasquez. Uh, they withheld info that the trail was unfit for wagons so they could stay in business. Ah, the oh, American way. slimy, slimy. Yeah, Jim Bridger's like, oh, no, this is this is going to be the wave of the future. Most popular, I mean, it's it's like uh, riding a sled down a hill getting over the Wasatch. It's easy as <laughs> shit. Like, yeah. Uh, one or two days out of Fort Bridger, two 13-year-olds, Virginia Reed and Eddie Breen, took off on their ponies. Holy shit. Yeah, there's Breen's in this. Whoa. I don't know. I know what you're thinking. Yeah, but. yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, all right. All right. <laughs> uh, they took off cross-country. Uh, Eddie's horsey stepped in a hole and he went flying. Oh, no. Oh, We're, shit. That's a fucking... Walking uh, star. Walking star. He broke his leg and the bone was poking out. Oh, good. Uh, they back. sent to Fort Bridger for help. An old man with tobacco stains on his beard came out with a meat saw. Five, yes, five dollars. School. I just let this. I just helped this lady give birth. I know what I'm doing. Yeah, that's why there's tobacco all over my shirt. That's uh, the sign of a professional. <laughs> Shit, uh, that's what you use as antiseptic back in the day. You just rub some tobacco in there. A little tobacco, a little whiskey, a little dung. Mm-hmm. Skitter all. Rub some shit on it. Yep. Uh, so when Eddie saw this, he began to wail for some reason. <laughs> Someone held him down, but his parents couldn't bear it. They stopped the old man and paid him five bucks for his trouble and sent him back. Paid him five bucks to not cut his leg off? Yeah. Yep. How much was it to get the leg cut off? He was going to do it gratis. Well, he got, <laughs> got to keep the leg. Oh, sure. I got... That's dinner. Yeah, right. Now, is that with the shoe and sock? or We're going to need those back. So the old man was grumbling. He hadn't been allowed to show off his skills with the meat saw. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> So this is Leatherface's great, great. <laughs> Leatherface's house of, uh, what? Just Leatherface's house, period. <laughs> uh, James Reed set the bone the best he could, and Eddie was placed in the back of the wagon, the bouncing wagon, grinding on his broken bone that's sticking out. August 6th, they found a note from Hastings at Weber Canyon. That was the beginning of the crossing of the Wasatch. A note? Mm hmm. Okay. Na 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 boo boo. You, <laughs> you can't catch me. You've been had by Ace Ventura. <laughs> <Yeah. by> Detective. <laughs> <laughs> the, 
The note said the trail into the canyon was poor and they should send a messenger for him and he would show him a better route. Uh, what Hastings found in Weber Canyon was a tangle of boulders, narrow ledges, and dead-end canyons. They were only making one mile a day through there. They had to hoist up wagons at times. Well, and also they were doing shit like just taking crowbars and levering boulders out of the way and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. They're basically building a road while yeah. they're trying to... And it's what, July... It's August. August, August already. August 6th. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they lost a wagon over a cliff, oxen included. <laughs> Whoops. Did they save the fireworks? Yeah. <laughs> uh, August 6th, James Reed, Charles Sten, and William Pike rode ahead. Uh, it was even slow going without wagons. But they emerged from the Wasatch Mountains on August 8th and found Lansford Hastings in the flesh. Just standing there. Mm-hmm. He's not alive, but his flesh was there. Yeah. <laughs> Only the flesh. Bone, bones gone. <laughs> it's a pile. <laughs> pile of meat. <laughs> They asked Hastings to guide them back out, but Hastings had to fill the mountains. Oh, phooey. I'm, I'm done. I'm staying in this pasture. <laughs> right here. Forever. I'm building build a house out of my own bones. He went uh, only as far as the western peak and pointed out the route. <laughs> Over there. <laughs> Fuck you. I ain't going, but you could go. Then he goes back to guiding the rest of the people across the salt flats. Uh, Reed blazed a trail back to the rest of the Donner Party. By that time, the graves got there. Uh, on August 10th, uh, Reed was confident that the Rowdy Blaze was passable and called it Reed's Gap. Mm-hmm. At first, the going was good, but then they got into a miniature forest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like like one would build for a model railroad? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Bunch of two-inch tall trees. Yeah, just giant prairie schooner fucking just <laughs> smushing all the little gingerbread houses and shit. <laughs> But the men had to attack it with axes, so it must have been ah, tiny axes. August 15th, the wagons could go no further. So if it's that miniature of a forest, can't you go fucking around it? <laughs> <laughs> or the trees are like, you know, normal tree size, but there's like eight of them. That's what I'm saying. This doesn't sound daunting. <laughs> either, either way. Like, <laughs> we were just moving car-sized boulders out of our way a second ago, and now we're fighting bonsai trees. <laughs> So they have to stop again, and the able-bodied men went ahead to cut a road through. Uh, progress was slow, and Reed got pissed that because he thought the men weren't working hard enough. But they get to the gap and found the west side of the road was just as bad. More days of bushwhacking and boulder-choked streams. On August 24th, they reached what is now Donner Hill and gazed down into the Salt Lake Valley. Fucking yeah. day after my birthday and shit. Yeah. It's also, it's almost like there's not a trail here. <laughs> uh, it took them 16 days to make it the 35 miles through the Wasatch Fuck. Mountains. You're going to, well, yeah, you're going to die. Yep. <laughs> uh, they had been told it would take a week. Still ahead would be 40 miles of hot-ass Salt Lake Desert. Mm-hmm. Then more sagebrush until you get to the eastern Sierras. Mm, 40 miles, yep. Remember, 40 miles. Uh, of course, the Sierras would be the most difficult part for some reason. Mm-hmm. And they were terribly behind schedule. Uh, and for many of them, uh, they begin to not to trust Hastings. And uh, just now, huh? And yeah. Reed, too, for following them. August 25th, George Donner's wagon was lagging behind. They were nursing Luke Hallerahan, a man suffering from consumption, who was left at Fort Bridger. Donner took him out of pity. 
He went west for his health. At 4 p.m., he died on George's <laughs> wife's lap. That worked. I'm going west for, for my health. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I'm dead. He died on Tamzine's lap. Oh, no. They buried Hallorahan next to another immigrant who died just two weeks before. So no. They've been cruising around with his fucking dead body for two weeks? No, there was... I- Oh, they, another they, they party. Yeah, oh, there was okay. more people trying this stupid shit. Okay, okay. Just a lot of them had the good, good luck to turn around, or to have got there a month before when oh, sure. you know they had time to still dick around and later still die in the mountains just differently. <laughs> August thirty first, they came thirty first, thirty first. I'm getting thirsty because they came to the Straight Salt Desert. <laughs> All right, Jello Be Opera. Uh, <laughs> Hey, faggot, where's the nearest McDonald's? McDonald's. <laughs> he showered me with water. A giant Tonka truck. <laughs> so this is Oregon, huh? Tolerant Oregon! But the Great Salt Desert wasn't 40 miles. It was more like twice that. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had to travel at night. They walk almost 24 hours straight the first day. Holy fuck. I am the night. Well, the other thing is with the salt flats, you know... It's kind of mud under the salty crust, and it tends to like the. It's like a pie, you know. You got yeah, the salty. Yeah. Cr- well, and if you got it's like pizza, a jello pizza, pudding pizza, pie, pizza, pizza, oh, pizza cutter, cutter wheels, yeah, 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 you tend to sink a yeah, little bit. It's cut straight through that shit. Plus, breathing that shit is great. I mean, just breathing Oof. salt and getting that shit in your eyes. The animals fucking love it. You know, <laughs> everybody's thirsty as shit, but all you have is a coating of salt dust on yeah. your mouth and throat. Hey, at least your shitty food tastes better. Yeah. Well, if you're like Cobra, you cut pizza with a scissors. Yeah. Who? Cobra. Cobretti. Like fucking Stallone Cobra? Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. I was like, I'm like, I don't remember him eating any pizza in that. He uses scissors to cut it. He used scissors to cut a pizza? I do not remember that part. I remember the axe shit with the... Yeah, clank, clank. Clank, clank. And the the fact they will have like shit like like MAC-10s with deer rifle scopes on them. Of course, they're blinded by the glare of the sun off the salt flats. Uh, William Eddy thought he saw another party of immigrants walking beside him, but he was just hallucinating. Uh, James Reed decides to ride ahead for water. Uh, and night fell again, and the oxen began to fail, not wanting to get back up and sinking down to their knees, because, like you said, it's mud underneath there. It's good salty mud. It's like Play-Doh, only wetter. The immigrants become afraid. Several men ditched their wagons and continued on foot. Love that the, musical, Ditch Your Wagons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had to get to Pilot Peak where they knew there'd be a spring. There'd be a plane. <laughs> yep. Yeah, right. Wilbur, Wilbur and Orville are just sitting up there <laughs> t- decades before they're actually <laughs> ready to fly. But they reach it the next morning. Uh, James Reed's family was left behind. So Reed had to walk back and give them water. Getting back to his wagon September 3rd, he did, but he expected his Teamsters to come back for them. But most of their oxen had died. By the end of the day, their water was almost gone. So James and his uh, family took off on foot. That night, it got bitterly cold and windy with salt. Oh, no. The family piled up with their five dogs. So, Libby Custer. Yeah, yeah, totally. (laughs) (laughs) Poor Libby Custer. They reached the Donner Wagon that morning, and James left his family with them and again went on by himself for water. For nearly a week, the party stayed at the base of Pilot Peak, bringing wagons in because they 
left them behind. The fuck? Okay, so they're already like weeks, and we, yeah. they're like over two months Basically, behind. Basically, and then they're like, yeah, we're gonna sit here for a couple more weeks. Pilot Peak at least has like what some grazing and some water. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what you do now is you quote unquote circle them fucking wagons. You go collect all the shit you possibly can that was left back there. And you you fucking stop there for the winter is what you do. Yeah, that's like the only thing you kind of can do. Absolutely, yeah. crickets. Eat them crickets. Eat them. <laughs> I mean, you still have the option of eating your dead and dying and your livestock <laughs> and stuff, but there's just a more of a chance that you're going to find game and stuff like. Yeah, but nope, can't uh, do that. Billy Graves helped James Reed tried to find 18 of his missing oxen for two days. Uh, often chasing down mirages or rocks that look like oxen. Did he catch any rocks and mirages? <laughs> rocks and chasing down the rocks and. Uh, Reed had only one cow and one ox left. He would leave things behind and ask others to carry his stuff for him, <laughs> and borrow oxen from the graves. Oh God! So James Reed is already a, He's a, a dick troublemaker. September tenth, they're surprised to see snow at the top of Pilot Peak, <laughs> some ten thousand feet. Uh, they took inventory of what they had. Uh, they knew they didn't have enough food to get them to California. They would have to ride ahead for help. Uh, Charles Stanton and William McCutcheon volunteered. Uh, for two weeks, they traveled the eastern uh, Nevada hills following Hastings tracks around the south end of the Ruby Mountains, which turned out later to be a 125-mile detour. <laughs> Still. On September 26th, they reached the Humboldt River and met up with the main trail. That ended the Hastings cutoff, which took 68 days. <laughs> Those who took the other way made it in 37 days. <laughs> Damn. So, yeah, the shortcut ain't so fucking short. <laughs> On September 29th, they were visited by friendly Shoshones, who spent the night. But in the morning, they were gone, and so were two of their oxen. Yes. <laughs> in fine... Fine tradition. And two nights later, they stole one of Franklin Graves' best mares. Oh, no. Yeah, the mayor of Avenue A. Yeah. <laughs> so what exactly happened October 5th, 1846, has been a subject of controversy since. Uh, different stories from each side. Uh, after taking a noon break at the base of a sandy incline, Franklin Graves, Jay Fosdick, and John Snyder began the process of double-teaming their oxen. Not what you think it is. But <laughs> They're sure. not Eiffel Towering a cow? Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, they hook them all to one wagon just to get up the hill. Uh, Snyder got entangled with Milt Elliott, who's driving James Reed's wagon, while Reed was out hunting. Reed rode back to find Snyder and Elliott arguing and trying to untangle the mess. Uh, Reed got into the argument, too. Uh, Reed took Snyder for tasks for mistreating the oxen. Snyder raised his bullwhip and threatened to whip Reed. Then Reed drew a knife. Snyder struck him on the head with the butt of his bullwhip. I was thinking it's going to be like, he pulls a whip, I pull a knife, he pulls a gun, I pull a rocket launcher. Rocket right. launcher. No, it's more like, instead of whipping, I'm just going to beat you with the end of it. So it's not as Indiana Jones as I kind of wanted it to be. Yeah, right. Uh, Margaret Reed tried to step in between to break it up, and then she got struck by one of the blows. Oh, fuck. Oh, now you done fucked up. Reed yeah. lunged at Snyder and stabbed him in the lung. Uh, Snyder staggered, and Billy Graves grabbed him and lowered him to the ground, where he died spewing blood. Yay! Uh, Snyder had been popular with the party, and James Reed not so much. Uh, Both sides withdrew and decided what to do with Reed. 
Uh, Louis Kiesberg wanted to hang Reed right there and then. Some wanted to wait to uh, till they get to California to hang him. Uh, oh, that's an awkward ride <laughs> <laughs> for the next fucking 120 days or whatever. They'll surely kill you tomorrow. <laughs> Good night, Wesley. <laughs> yeah. Reed's hired hands protected him with rifles, though. In the end, the party... Because they want to get fucking paid. They don't yep. get paid if their boss gets hung. <laughs> Jesus. In the end, the party decided to banish Reed with no provisions or weapons into the desert. Uh, at least saving his family from having to watch him hang. So they strapped him to a camel and slapped, yeah. it, slapped it on the ass. <laughs> uh, in the morning, Reed offered to pry some boards off his wagon to make a coffin for the guy he just killed. But that little, offer was li- rejected. Too little too late, <laughs> fuckhole. Reed attended the funeral and left uh, after that. West on a horsey with no food or guns. I thought you were going to say on a horse with no name. Yeah, it probably had no name, too. Mm-hmm. But what did his daughter do? Uh, his she daughter, became the first stripper in the United States of America. No. <laughs> his daughter, Virginia and Milt Elliott, snuck out of camp and found Reed and gave him his rifle, pistol, and some crackers. Oh, see, the way I read it is she, like, snuck out, rode ahead, and stashed them for him to find. Oh, that's even better. It's like, <laughs> you know. So the party moved on following the Humboldt River, uh, which gradually developed, evolved into stagnant pools. Their provisions were almost gone. They began to ration. On October 7th, Louis Kiesberg kicked elderly Belgian Mr. Hardcoop yep. and told him he would have to walk, though his legs gave out a few days before, so he kicks him right. out of the... Basically, Hardcoop was like an old man that was in there by himself, and I think he had had a horse at first, and then it croaked or whatever, and then or got stolen. Oh, so he, he's like riding in he, the in the wagon. Yeah, he's riding in the wagon. And they're like, "Hey, fuckface, yep, get out! You're you're too heavy. You're walking, and you're, bitch." Well, and the, like part of the rationalization is, "You're 78. We can't be wasting provisions on you." Sure, yeah. <laughs> but the problem is, this guy's feet are fucked. It, yeah. From what I read, it sounds like trench foot. They would describe it as being split on the oh. soles. Yeah. Mm. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. I imagine an overcooked uh, ballpark hot dog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, of course, Hardcoop falls behind. Uh, that night, a party of men brought him into camp. By next morning, it was clear uh, Margaret Reed's heavy family wagon was slowing them down. That's the double decker? Yeah. Yep. So she was made to abandon it in the desert. Oh, man. And Franklin Graves gave her one of his family wagons. How nice of him. Mm hmm. Uh, that morning, Hardcoop pleaded for a ride from William Eddy, but everyone he was walking out to spur the oxen. Uh, Eddie told him that he had to walk. He quickly lagged behind and soon was out of sight. That night it was cold. The party begged Keysburg to go back for him, but he refused. They also asked Patrick Breen and Franklin Graves, who had horsies, but they refused to, not wanting to tax the horsies. Some boys driving cattle reported they saw a hard coop late in the afternoon. His feet black and split and swollen, sitting underneath some sagebrush yep, some miles back, and they were the last to see him alive. Or at all. Or at all. So he was fine, probably. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's fine. <laughs> he, he, like, started the whatever towns over there. Yeah, a fucking nothing. <laughs> <laughs> On October 9th, the group traveled through the night and got bogged down in deep sand. And didn't get free until 4 a.m. And bogged down, you mean like Wayne Boggs, right? Like the 
they drank like a hundred beers 100 on a beers Wade, flight. Yep. Wade Boggs. Wade Boggs. There we go. Not <laughs> Wade. Who the fuck is Wayne Boggs? I am unpopular sports cousin. Guy? Yeah, sportsman. <laughs> if you should know anybody, it's Wade Boggs. I thought it was Wade Boggs, but sorry. <laughs> uh, late in the day, Paiutes ran off all their horses. Franklin Graves wanted to to save by not going back for Hardcoop, so all the horses that they didn't want to use up yeah, got I, stolen. I do kind of like that the Paiutes just. It was like, ah, oh, you know, it'd be really fucking ironic. <laughs> <laughs> they're just, I'm, well, you got to figure they've been sitting there watching this shenanigans for yeah. a while. I was like, <laughs> look, man, these these white people are just going to end up end up killing these horses. Yeah. I mean, we got to. We're, we're, ba- we're, we're basically saving these horses. Yeah, it's, it's just not, you know. I, I do love that uh, the one of the one of the steadfast rules. There are there are a few uh, on this podcast, but one of the steadfast rules is if you have four horses, the natives will steal fifteen of them from you. Yes, <laughs> yes. Also, if you're out and chopping, it, if you're out chopping wood, you're you're, you're fucking dead, man. And if you're a mule, you're fucked. You're fucked. <laughs> and then, uh, well, and also the natives will steal like your fifteen horses, but then the next day you'll get at least ten of them back, or weeks later you'll get oh, one yeah, back. Yeah. yeah, there's just a they'll just kind of show up. Well, there's a big like horse commodity market just circulating the entire interior <laughs> yeah. of the North American continent. Like, yeah. it's like, you know, the Comanche grabs some horses. They go visit the Kiowas. Like, hey, you know, let's do a swap. And then, you know, it's like a used car dealer network. <laughs> there's there's 200 white people and 20,000 horses. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, of course, the next day, the Paiutes made off with 18 head of cattle, like you were saying. <laughs> October 15th at the Humboldt Sink. That's a lake where the river sank into the desert. So that sounds dreamy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and here is the the screaming tree, yeah, <laughs> the fleeting bush, yeah. or what was it? The uh, screaming wishing well. It's, yeah, the screaming wishing well from an upcoming project. Yeah, uh, the Paiutes stole twenty one cows and all of Eddie's stock except for one ox, and all of Wolfinger's too. I guess we didn't really mention Wolfinger Wolf, yet. Wolffinger. Wolffinger. Yeah. Sick. That's the worst James Bond villain of all time. <laughs> <laughs> Just Robin Williams from the from the wrist down. Yeah. So those guys are left dependent on the goodwill of the others, which was kind of running out too. Uh, William Eddy buried what was left of his possessions. I'll come back for these. What? <laughs> I'm not just going to leave him here. I'm going to fucking bury him. <coughs> oh, he's, he's optimistic. He's going to come back and get those. But oh, he, this, this is going to become a recurring pattern some fucking in some cases. Beach Boys CDs, uh, yeah. baseball cards. Uh, then he picks up three pounds of sugar. That was the only food they had left. <laughs> I want to go. I want to go right now. Go, 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 go. Oh, Kids God, are just I'm, bouncing off oh the fucking Oh, my God. Walls. I'm so tired. <laughs> <laughs> and they set out on foot. Uh, William had to carry their three-year-old son, James. Eleanor carried their infant, Margaret. Uh, Wolfinger wanted to bury his wagon with all his possessions, but nobody wanted to help him. Bury his wagon? Yeah. <laughs> Who wants to help me dig like a 14-foot deep, 20-foot long, about 8-foot <laughs> wide hole? Uh, Plus, you got to kind of build a ramp to get it down there, so even more. Unless, I mean, I suppose you could just... Yeah. Uh, of course, now they have to cross 40 miles of alkali desert. Mm, no. uh, they travel both day and night, drinking cooled water out of sulfur hot springs. Oh, good. Oh, God. <laughs> what? Mm. <laughs> Tastes like burnt matches. Mm. Uh, the Eddies caught up with the Breens, who had a wagon at the springs. When they stopped again, Eddie asked Patrick Breen for a pint of water, but Breen, with seven children, refused 
Eddie grabbed a rifle and said he'd have water if he even had to kill for it. Then Breen gave him some water. Oh. That's nice of him. Breen should have given him water and then split his head open with there a pickmatic. But well, fuck! If you if you're getting sulfur water out of the spring, you just like here's your water. Yeah, yeah. Right in the face, <laughs> boiling hot. I was gonna say I can't assume that the water Breen had was much better. Nope. Sulfur tea. October 17th, they had another steep hill where they had to double-team the oxen. Uh, later in the morning, they made the Truckee River, which had good water in it. Yay. Oh, shit. I've been to Truckee, California. That's where okay. the river, Truckee River. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I made lots of fun of that name because it's fucking stupid sounding. <laughs> what, you drove your car to Truckee? <laughs> uh, William Eddy heard geese and returned with nine of them. That was the first like, food they had in two got, days. Time to follow him. I was gonna say he started a gang. Yeah, they're all wearing leather jackets, fucking switchblade, knives. fucking Pied Piper that shit. <laughs> Just played his harmonica into the. Oh God, they're so violent. <laughs> These things are so fucking violent. <laughs> uh, later in that day, the uh, two German immigrants, Augustus Spitzer, yeah, and Joseph Reinhardt, they caught up with the the group there. They had bad news that Wolfinger was killed by Paiutes back at the Humboldt sink. Oh shit. Or at least that was the story they gave. Killed by Paiutes, air quotes. <laughs> Reinhardt actually killed Wolfinger after the others left, either in an argument or for some money Wolfinger had. Why not both? What, what the fuck are you going to... Okay, you kill a guy for money out in the middle of fucking nowhere. <laughs> they're all still expecting to be able to spend what money in California. Fucking money, man? Well, also, they're going oh to a place where I don't think U.S. legal tender was... Even necessarily accepted. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be better, you know, boy, oh, I have tobacco and some molasses. Cool. Dope. You're fucking I have dead. American paper money in the Republic of Mexico. <laughs> no. Oh, Jesus. October 18th, the party resumed its journey, uh, un unaware that the guy just killed somebody. The next day, Stanton returned from Sutter's Fort with supplies of flour and dried meat. And there was much rejoicing. McCunchen, who went with them, stayed at Sutter's Fort, having fallen ill. Uh, with them were two Miwok Indians named Luis and Salvador. They were workers for Sutter. Uh, Staten also brought news that he saw two men in Bear Valley, just west of the Sierra Pass. And one of them was James Reed. Oh, what? He's okay. back? Oh, no. He was, you know, he's away. Oh, yeah, okay. So okay, he's yeah, yeah. already made it to California. Yeah, and he found a friend, apparently. Mm-hmm. After Reed was banished October 6th, Reed passed the wagons of George and Jacob Donner, who were well ahead of the others. Uh, they didn't know about the death of Snyder or Reed's near lynching. Uh, Reed told the Donners that he was sent ahead to Sutter's Fort for help. Uh -huh. <laughs> God, everybody's so full of shit. Yeah. Uh, Reed enlisted Donner's teamster Walter Heron to come with. They took turns riding the one horse, taking almost no provisions. They found some grouse in the desert and made it up to the Sierra, where game uh, was not to be found. They found five beans on the road, which they split. Mm. Wait, what? Five beans. Five, five beans. It's like on the cartoons where they take a, yeah. a knife and <laughs> cut <laughs> a bean expect. in half. Uh, ooh, a bean. Ooh, yeah. another bean. What they were supposed to do is say the magic words, plant it, and then climb the beanstalk to the there castle. You mm -hmm. Then you can kill the fucking giant. You're, yeah. eating, you're eating meat for God knows how long. Yeah. Forever. 
Uh, Heron wanted to eat the horse, but Reed refused. I've really grown attached to him. I told you not to fucking name him! Next day, October 22nd, they stumbled across an abandoned wagon. They found a bucket of rancid tallow at the bottom. Yum! They Dis- scraped it up and ate it. Oh, supper's out. Minutes later, Reed became violently ill. Oh, why? Weird. Later, he recovered, and they descended into Bear Valley, where they found Charles Stanton. Recovered until the next day when he was fucking shitting 10W30 for, I'm gonna say with this every like, step he takes. This is the fucking uh, the Oregon Trail shit again, where it's like they're... He, instead of the bilious pills, he's like eating rancid tallow, and yeah. then so there's just the back of his horse is covered in diarrhea. You've got dysentery. <laughs> uh, Reed was so gaunt that Staten didn't recognize him at first. Bella Lugosi? Uh, they head in different directions. Reed towards Sutter's Fort, and he reached it October 28th. October 20th, the lead elements of the Donner Party reached Trucker, Truckee Meadows and saw the Sierras, which is now Reno. Ah. Uh, they rested and waited for the others to catch up. They ate at a buffet and then got hammer drunk at Shay's Irish Pub. Got arrested by <laughs> Lieutenant Dangle, <laughs> Officer Junior. A man with a crossbow. I, I don't. I don't know. Uh, despite the flowers Stanton brought with, they decided they need more and sent William Pike and William Foster to Sutter's Fort to get more supplies. How far is Sutter's Fort, roughly? Oh, from Reno. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe. Two, three hundred miles? Oh, fuck. They really wanted that far. But, because it's a little bit, got to go south a little bit once you cross the Sierras, I think. But oh, maybe even closer than that. Maybe 200, I don't know. Oh, just a jaunt. <laughs> As they got ready, a gun that Foster was holding accidentally fired and went into Pike's back. Yeah, accidentally. But he didn't die easily. He kind of writhed on the ground, so that's uh-huh. nice. So another one bites the dust. A little something for the kids. <laughs> October 29th or 30th, they camped in a meadow five or six miles away from Truckee Lake, just nine or ten miles from the pass. When they got out their tents, there was a few inches of snow on the ground, but not enough for them to stop, and they went on to Truckee Lake, where they saw they were up against a wall of uh, 1,100 feet above the water and a small notch for them to get through. It didn't seem possible at all to get wagons through there. And every ledge and crevice had dip, deep drifts of snow. Uh, snow had been falling there since October 7th, a month earlier than usual. And over the past 48 hours, it had been snowing continuously. They quickly found themselves in three or four feet of powder. Great. Uh, they soon lost the trail and made their own. Let's go boarding, bro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the snow was up to the oxen's chest. Uh, so they turned around. Still shocking that anybody has any oxen. They've been losing so many oxen that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And by evening, they're back at the lake where it was raining and only a few inches of snow at the lake. Uh, the Breens found a weathered shanty built by Moses Schallenberger, who was snowbound and spent the winter there of 44 and 45. And all nine of them moved in, and the rest of the people slept in their wagons. Oh, boy. Damn. Uh, really quick, I, I was thinking about the town of Truckee, and I was trying to figure out what it was named after. Apparently, it's named after a uh, friendly Paiute Indian guide, who in 1844 assisted thousands of immigrants uh, migrating west across the Humboldt Sink. No. The Indian's name sounded like Troquet to the white man, who dubbed him Truckee. Because we can't 
ever pronounce anybody's shit <laughs> nope. correctly. Yep. It's the whole bunch of wheels out there in the yeah, 1800s. Might have to do a do a little expose on Truckee or something. Yeah. And find out his name is actually something like, not like Truckee. At all, whatsoever. Yeah. He, was, he was actually saying, like, turn back or something yeah. like that. Truckee, 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 no. <laughs> All right, Trucky, calm down. Greg, it's like, Greg, uh, Greg, fucking, Greg, or, oh, young. Oh, yeah. Or, <laughs> on young. On young. <laughs> uh, next morning, they tried again. The Donner brothers still hadn't made it to the lake. They argued on what to take and if not to take the wagons. Uh, they sent out the mules and that Stanton brought back to break the trails for the wagons, but they stumbled and fell head first into the snow. Stupid fucking. <laughs> the wagon slid backwards. Uh, Luis and Salvador, the Miwok guides, said they lost the trail. So it's not good if your guide can't find the trail. Well, when the trail's under three feet of snow, nobody can find the trail. Mm -hmm. Stanton and one of the Miwoks went ahead and found the pass. They returned hoping to lead the way, but when they got to the main group, it had ground to a halt. They were exhausted and simply sat down in the snow. Oh, that's a bad, bad omen. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Some of the men set fire to a pitched pine. And it climbed up the tree, and they gathered around it for warmth. Oh, okay. I thought it was just out of boredom. <laughs> well, no. tree's talking shit, man. <laughs> Stanton pleaded with them to go on, but they weren't in, in for it, and nobody would budge. Darkness was coming quickly, and people spread out buffalo robes and went to sleep right on the snow. Okay. Well, and there's a detail about the buffalo robes, or at least some of the buffalo robes. Uh, I think it was, uh, what's the one guy, who, the, what's the guy who's married to a uh, Filipina? Oh, Keysburg? Yeah, Keysburg. Uh, like, apparently him and his wife, like, stole some buffalo robes off a Native American burial site oh. somewhere, which didn't endear them much to the, <laughs> to to the, the great spirit or to the other pioneers who don't want to get attacked by Native Americans. Mm-hmm. Um, so what are we looking at time-wise here? Uh, we're at an hour ten. Well, this is probably a good place Perfect. to split her. So, like, uh, much like much like that man's feet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna split this one. <laughs> Hard coop. Yeah. Okay, so that's uh, part one of the Donner Party. Join us next time for part when we get to the part more of you probably are a little more familiar with maybe. Yeah. But you know we're we're we're. we're, we're Kind of ground to a halt for the winter, so therefore we'll grind we're, we're for gonna, a halt for this week. So. Yep, we just found a, a old cabin. We're going to stay right here and light some trees on yep. fire. Oh, also, it should be noted that at least the descriptions of the cabin that I read is like, you know, it was slapdash as fuck. Like, no doors, no windows. Well, just, I'm, say, just I'm imagining, I'm imagining a, the arc of safety without any wheels. Kind like of, and, and, just a, and a flat-ass roof, which is always what you want when oh, you're going to have like a shitload of snow. Of snow. <laughs> yep. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> Be better off but, staying in a fucking lean-to for to cover the firewood or whatever. But let's see. We'll see next week how these plucky pioneers thrive and survive <laughs> in their new paradise of the West. <laughs> but until then... <laughs> let's go out. In a hail. Of? Uh, gunfire, or, so we can eat you later. Yeah, there you go. Eat you later.